Hello, everyone. We are back. Svine and I. This is Tom, of course. We are back with the Great Divide podcast. It's been another break, and it's been an incredible break since the last episode that Svine and I actually just sat in our respective rooms together and talked as only two big country geeks can talk. We've had some great interviews the past few episodes, and we really appreciate them, especially the Mark interview, which was a big coup for us, and everybody really seemed to enjoy both of those, and I know we really enjoyed it too, but uh, we're both excited to be kind of back to the roots of what the show is and what it started as, and that is just two people sitting around talking about big country, so welcome, Svine. It's good to be back, just the two of us for a change for a little while. Yes, it is. I'm sure we'll have more interviews down the road, but for now, it's just you and me. What, you mean no entries? No interviews today. No John Gouveia lurking in the shadows, <laughs> un- unfortunately. We'll never know about that one. He could Who's be. Who's that third never voice? Know. Fire, fire, fire. <laughs> exactly. No, but it's, it's great to be back. Hello, John. And I, I wouldn't be surprised if people have forgot who we are. I think uh, we just talked that it's been October since we sat and recorded the Wide Long Face episodes. And they came out in November, obviously. And since then, it's only been interviews. It's only been guests. And when I only say that, of course, that's not only. That's great. But uh, there is something special about starting as we set out to be the two guys talking about stuff. Yapping away. So we'll see. Uh, I don't know if it's interesting to people, but it's uh, it's interesting to us. So you'll have to bear with us now again. Yeah. So now you're back to the original template of the show. No, no special celebrity guests this this time. You're just gonna have to live with us. Well, I, but we do I have did. an interesting topic. Yeah, and we've got an interesting topic. I give Svein the credit for this one. Um, coming up with this idea, I think it should be fun. And that is big country videos. We're gonna rank our top ten favorite big country videos and the whole idea of big country videos is an interesting one because we've got kind of an interesting history of videos there that really span all the way up through the journey album um some of those videos maybe we would think are good great we must think some of them are good because we've got top 10 lists but uh maybe some of them aren't so good (laughs) who knows i think there's no maybe uh, about that let's, (laughs) let's be honest there are some shitty ones in this list. <laughs> and it's a long list. Well, it, I mean, we sat down and looked yeah. at the list, and there's actually 30 videos, uh, which counts as promo videos. And I, I was shocked there were some. I, I was kind of shocked, too. And I'm wondering if we should quickly run by them. And I'm, when I say quickly, how, how quickly can you read up 30 titles? But it's, um, yeah, do it's it. a long list. And it, this is in chronological order, and the first one is Harvest Home. Uh, it's worth noting that there's actually two versions of that video, where we have the original single version and the album version, uh, as far as soundtrack goes. The video is the same. There are slight edits to accommodate the differences between the single version and the album version, but uh, that's an interesting uh, little tidbit there. So that's the first one, and we move on with Fields of Fire in a Big Country, Chance, Wonderland, East of Eden, Where the Rose is Sown, Just a Shadow, Look Away, The Teacher, One Great Thing, and amazingly, a One Great Thing 12-inch version video, which is different from the One Great Thing one. We have Hold the Heart, King of Emotion, Broken Heart, Peace in Our Time, Save Me, Heart of the World, Republican Party Reptile, Beautiful People, Alone, Ships, and we have a Look Away video from the uh, Without the Aid of a Safety Net, the live version, which was a promo for that one. And I think you and I agree that we would not 
uh, include that in our ranking since it's a live one. We're focusing on the promotional what? videos of, uh, oh, of okay. albums. Uh, <laughs> I'm Not Ashamed, You Dreamer, Post Nuclear Talking Blues, Fragile Thing, Perfect World, Hurt, and In a Broken Promised Land. And that adds up to 30 videos. That's amazing. It's, it's amazing. It's it's quite a it's quite a, a list that they have. They've they've compiled a lot of them. I would have guessed twenty, I think. And maybe that uh, once you start looking, of course, there's way more. But some of these videos, I actually had to go and dig a bit for when we said we would do this, and I hadn't seen them very much. And we discussed videos on the Great Divide Facebook group, and I think it's the same thing there. People said, "Oh, I'm not sure if I've seen everyone." And we posted this list, and uh, I think uh, you have had to be pretty keen to get a complete collection. Even if you buy the Ultimate Collection DVD, there's not all the videos on there. There's 22 videos on that one, so that means eight videos you need to find other sources for. (laughs) So they're spread across various releases, like Eclectic on DVD has the three wide long face videos, and uh, etc., etc. Hello, this is Adam Saltus of Greensboro, North Carolina. I have a few random thoughts about big country videos. The first is about the Harvest Home video. Did you know that it is a little-known fact that Rick Ocasek of the Cars was the original lead singer of Big Country? Or at least that's who I think is singing Behind the Shades. Second, did you know that the reason that Big Country did not have to tour heavily in the United States was that they were still reaping the financial rewards of trademarking Capri short pants, as first displayed in this video? In a Big Country the most famous and iconic of all the big country videos, and honestly, the only one most Americans have ever seen. I have always proudly stated, although big country chronologically is from the 80s, they are not a quote-unquote 80s band. If someone merely listened to The Crossing for the first time today, there is nothing about it that sounds dated, or even would let them peg it to a certain time period. That being said, this video is incredibly 80s and looks so dated and cheesy today that it makes people, certain people who have only ever seen the video lump big country in with the Kajagoogoos and flock of seagulls of the world. When you have a dated look, people assume you also have a dated sound. My final point is to the videos as a whole. When we ask why did big country not receive greater success, both internationally but especially in the United States, I believe it is the low quality of their music videos that led them to slip into American obscurity. Let's step back in time to the 80s. A good video would instantly receive heavy airplay on MTV. This could then in turn lead to an explosion in popularity on the radio. Think of a band like AHA. We're all familiar with their iconic video for Take On Me. Before that, no one in the United States had heard of this obscure Norwegian band. But the iconic video was played, seen, and then led to radio play. Also, it should be noted that Big Country should have had an extra leg up in those days. At the time, honestly, MTV was only playing white, rock, and pop bands. There was no rap, there was no quote-unquote ethnic music. This was an opportunity that they should have been able to fit right into. Today, the videos seem cheesy and dated. However, even at that time, they're low-quality and rather underwhelming. I can understand in principle how some purists believe that a band should be about music, not image. However, if you're not going to go the Pearl Jam route and forego videos altogether, don't go halfway and produce a crappy product. What about the idea behind the video? Do you do you have much input into that? Well, you, no, no, not usually. I mean, usually the, the director or the scriptwriter for the video will bring along like the storyboard or the script. <coughs> what usually happens is, is we send the song out to a few people and they send back a few storyboards and hmm. we agree on the one that we think makes us look the least like a bunch of tracks. Mm. 
It's not yeah. a strong point. But I really, I, I don't. I'm personally not particularly interested in, in video as a, as a medium for rock music. I think it. I think it uh, spoils a song in that it puts a fixed image of a certain song into people's minds, when the ideas behind the song are much more spiritual and mu much more intangible than that. And in that respect, I really, I'm not interested in it at all. I can't bear acting. I was definitely never cut out to be an actor. I find it very embarrassing and fatiguing. And just, just I get terribly embarrassed about doing it, about pretending to be something that I'm not. So, yeah, we, we get a sense there, and I think it's really important to talk about this when we talk about big country videos, is that videos, the video medium was never something that, that Stuart was very comfortable with. And I, I'm assuming you know, maybe the, the band as a whole was not very comfortable with. And as Stuart said in, in this clip, um, he was especially not comfortable when he was asked to be an actor. And we, uh, there are a few times in these videos where he's asked to do some acting, and I think to varying degrees of success. But um, I think, you know, he just liked to have a song really speak for, just let the song actually speak for itself and let people have their own interpretations of a song. And he didn't really like tying it into some interpretation of a, of a, from a visual standpoint or something a director came up with. And um, I always got the feeling, even from the beginning to the end of these videos, that being in front of a camera like that was never something that Stuart was really comfortable with. I mean, he never came across as a guy who was made for doing videos. Yeah, no doubt. I think sometimes it shows more than other times. There's a few where he seems comfortable, and uh, I'll mention that when we get to them because I have them on my list. Yeah. Uh, I guess there's a connection. But I, it goes back to when we talked about the BBC box set that Big Country are bad lip syncers. Yes. And uh, there are definitely videos here where you see elements of lip syncing where they stand and do a performance type sequence for a video. And uh, I guess we can safely say that's something they got better at. I think. Uh, those aspects of video making got better in the 90s than most of the 80s ones. Other aspects were perhaps better in the 80s in terms of the pure band power, which uh, is seeing the four as a unit performing. So uh, it's, a, it's, a, it's an interesting divide there. Some might call it a great divide. That's an old joke by now. <laughs> <laughs> you need new material. Well, you set it up so perfectly, I couldn't help it. Yeah, uh, all right, well, well, good. I mean, that's a pretty good introduction. I know everybody's going to have um, probably I mean, everyone's going to have their own list, obviously, but I wouldn't be surprised if there are a few that are on everyone's list of of top big country videos. I mean, we we posed this question to you guys. We've got a few speak pipe uh, submissions that we'll be playing for you throughout the show, and some of the some similar ones come up quite a bit when we're talking about the best. So it'll be interesting to see how Svein, how the lists of Svine and myself compare and see if we'll share some of the top videos but we'll see it should be interesting so um Svein, i'll let you begin why don't we start with number 10 Svein, you're up okay before we get into that <laughs> <laughs> you didn't expect me to go that straight into it did you oh no uh, i was hoping we, we, i would get away with it yeah we, we, we kind of had this joke before we connected i have to tell people that we uh we made this joke and i said oh i I got my 40-page document of notes ready. And, uh, <laughs> I didn't think that Tom, was a joke. And, and Tom counters with, I just have to throw together my list before we start. So <laughs> it's, uh, 
I guess mine is as much a joke as, as yours. There's kind of like you just had to formalize it. Yeah, exactly. Uh, no, I, I don't have a 40-page document. But, uh, <laughs> but, but we, uh, there's some I, truth I, in all of it, though. There's some th- there's truth. truth. I, I bet I come from a more analytical perspective. I think you more watch them, and definitely you have your opinions, but it, I think they come more from the gut versus I analyze. No, I don't analyze. It's not like that. Yeah, but, no, uh, but, of course not. But, 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 but to get into what I really wanted to, to say is uh, – uh, obviously, this is the first top 10 list since our B-side episode, which is our starting point. And uh, before we start on the list, do you want to say anything about how we evaluate music videos? I don't think we'll disagree on what constitutes a music video, the same way we did B-sides. But uh, do you? how do you feel about the visuals versus the song? Uh, if the visuals are shite, can the song save the video or... Does the visuals always have to be a certain standard? Do you have any thoughts about that? That's a very interesting point. I'm glad you I'm glad you brought the show to a halt to ask that question. Actually, oh yes, yeah, no, that's that's really good. Um, I think for me, I'm always looking for some sort of emotional attachment, and and that could be through visuals, that could be through um, through a storyline, but it, but nothing is set in stone for me as to what a video has to be. I mean, there are some videos on my list that are strictly performance videos and even though they're really just lip syncing um there's still something about the performance that that touches me or or moves me to some degree there are some videos that i've listed here that that more tell stories and do a great job of doing that what i don't like about the videos that i don't like is when something like um maybe they try to wow you with graphics or with imagery that really doesn't mean anything or, or there, there are a couple of videos that of course didn't make my list where there is maybe just like an overload of imagery that really doesn't tie into the song and it's just almost like um, visual wankery I guess you could say uh, so I, I look for something where the band feels comfortable and, and comes across comfortably where they do justice to the emotional impact of the song there there's some videos not necessarily with the with big country although there probably are and as we talk about them it might come more to the forefront of my mind but where even the things that are being acted on screen don't really bear any relation to the song to me um so yeah it's it's hard to answer with one concrete thing but the, uh, when you said that i look at these things from the gut i think that is actually for me that's pretty accurate i mean i, I look at them for some sort of emotional impact and how they're going to how they move me and the same way that I am attracted to the song itself I look for some kind of visual counterpart that complements that and sometimes it sometimes it works sometimes it doesn't but um when it does work it uh it it works very well in some of these videos and Yeah I, I think so. And I think one last thing I think the important thing is that a video does not do what Stuart didn't want it to do and that is to kind of for after you see a video you shouldn't be thinking about that video every time you hear the song i think of the video should be kind of a compliment to the music that you occasionally will think about or or when you watch it you'll be you'll remember it but i don't think a video should define a song so that every time you hear that song in the future you think oh well i saw the video for it and this is what happens this is what that song is about i prefer more abstract approaches to the videos where there's more abstract imagery and and things that conjure emotions and feelings, kind of like Stuart's best poetry. You know, it, you can't always make out exactly what he's saying specifically, but it conjures something 
inside of you that goes deeper than just the surface level. And I look for that in a video as well, where after the video, you might not know exactly what you just saw from a from a story standpoint, but it just works and fits with the with the theme of the song. So, yeah, you you expect a lot from a video, don't you? I expect a lot from everything. <laughs> yeah, and, and maybe you should. <laughs> but uh, but uh, the, that's that's interesting. I, I, I just think of it. There, there's definitely some cases of nice video, shame about the song normally. And with Big Country, it's usually the opposite. Nice song, shame about the video. <laughs> right. And, and, I, and I'm kind of thinking if the song is fantastic, but the video and the visuals are shite, I don't think the song, as good as it may be, can save the video. But if the visuals are good... I actually think a fantastic song can elevate the video itself, but if the if the video is fantastic and the song is crappy, uh, what about that? Because I think back to the 80s. I saw plenty of videos for bands I didn't like, songs I didn't care for, but I sat there and I watched them because the video was unique and interesting. Yeah. Does that mean the video succeed? So that's um, – I don't know if there's a definite answer to that. Wow. Like yourself, this is a gut feeling thing. I will have an answer to that question in, in my list. Okay. At so least. you actually have that. <laughs> I do. Interesting. I look forward to your list. And, and like you said, if we don't have substantial overlap, one of us is adult. That is a Thomas Kirchhoff quote. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not convinced that our overlap will be substantial. I'm, I'm less convinced now after this intro, but I'm actually more interested. So. But we're all convinced who the one of us who will be the adult is. In this equation, we are all convinced of that. I don't know who the we or the all are, but <laughs> apart from that, well, you might be right. All right, well, good. So, are we, are we ready to move into the lists now? Going, going, gone. Yes, we are. <laughs> all right, excellent. Ten. ten. Okay, number ten. I actually had to think about the bottom of my list the same as as you said you had to think about yours which one makes the list and sort of 12 through 9 in my case was very moving but I settled 12. on this one yeah I mean I'm not going to start on 12 but I had <laughs> the last sort of I had the top 8 and then I had 4 to fit in the last 2 okay okay most people got it but I explained it especially for you since you need it but, <laughs> I just... uh, Go ahead. Go ahead. <laughs> okay. We uh I kind of ended on this one as kind of a nod to a particular lineup that it's a little bit bittersweet to see at this stage and that is in a broken promise land. Hmm. Uh, and uh it's fairly basic as far as videos goes. This is a straight performance video, and we'll see this several times in both our lists, I'm sure. The power of the band, just seeing them together performing, has something that can't be beat. I think the best videos in the 80s, when I saw idols, when I saw bands I loved, and a video would come on, I was interested in seeing them. I was not interested in seeing a whole lot of hoopla and effects and stuff, just seeing the band there delivering, doing their thing, was always uh, what got me excited. And this video has that. It's I, I kind of the strength is also the weakness because it's it's really the only thing that's here. <laughs> it's a, it's a budget video, but it works because uh, I think the guy behind the camera knows what he's doing. 
So this video is 50% location, 50% direct band power. It's an awesome location. Uh, and I actually asked John if he knew where this was shot. And according to him, it was somewhere in the southwest, he believes, Arizona. Yeah. Which uh, kind of matches my understanding of American geography and landscapes. It was a heavy and American there, Indian population around that. Is when they were going through that area of America and, and seeing a lot of the uh, American Indian stuff. Okay, cool. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, just seeing this particular lineup played together is a bit bittersweet at this stage. Uh, part of it is this is yet another big country lineup that, for me, kind of got away. I didn't get to see them. This was with Mike and uh, who, I, who I always loved, and it would be great to see it, but it kind of got away. Uh, this is the video for me of the two they produced of that lineup that I would go to. I think Hurt, as nice as it is, lacks that band power. Um, I think also Hurt is a sad video in some aspects. It's a, it's a nice video. It's beautifully made, but I can't really say that as far as gut feeling and giving me a great yeah you know mm -hmm. it, it it will be in a broken promise land which is a more positive and it's about this lineup and they made their mark they made their album it was never meant to be more so uh i wanted to give a nod to that and put them on my list so they made number 10 good for you that's uh, i thought about this video but it didn't quite make my list um probably for the, the reasons you mentioned it and, and i should point out too when you ask me what i expect from a video i think we've got to take reality into and do um, think about that as well when we're talking about these because sometimes bands have a lot of money behind them when they can make great story-driven videos. Other times they don't have that kind of giant uh, mar marketing machine behind them and they just want to make a budget piece to get a visual out there to go with their music. And I think we've seen that in the more recent big country stuff. So, yeah, I, I like In a Broken Promised Land as far as um, the, the scenery I think it's uh, it's an area of America that I've actually never been to, and I've always wanted to go to. So I've, when when they were traveling through that area, I remember some of Bruce's diaries. I was reading them with great interest and and also envy, thinking like, man, I'm an American and I've never been there, and they they're there, and I want to go there too. <laughs> so I need to go there. But um, I guess for me, the the video was a little bit too, as you mentioned, it was just kind of that. That was all it was. And while I did did like seeing the performance of of those guys. It ended up being a little bit boring for me, and uh, so I, I didn't. It didn't make my list, but I. But it was cool. It was cool imagery, but it was just a little bit too much of just a straight standard thing for me. But um, but I, I'm glad you included that. So it's funny you bring up hurt because my number ten is hurt. <laughs> And I, I know what you mean about it when you say it's a little bit sad, a little bit too sad, and it's got more of its own, you know, it's talking obviously about Stewart throughout that video, and that's why it made it here for me. And, and this is that example that I mentioned of a, of a video that for me actually exceeds the song, because I'm not a huge fan of the song Hurt. I, don't, I certainly don't hate it, but it's, it's my least favorite song on the journey. It always was. It always struck me as being um, a Mike Peters song versus a big country song. I, I, I just felt more of a Mike Peters alarm type feel to that. It didn't feel very much like Big Country to me. And of course later we found that the chorus kind of came from a, an earlier Mike Peters song which maybe explained a little bit about that. But um, but, I, but I love the video because I love 
I love what they tried to do there, and not not tried, what they succeeded in doing, and that is to paint a really nice, sweet homage to Stuart. And what I what I like even more about it is that it's clearly a video for the diehards. I mean, because I'm sure people who are familiar with Big Country in a casual level, most of the most of them probably know what happened with Stuart or have heard about it, especially in the UK. But um, and I'm sure they'll pick up pick up on some things in this video that relate to Stuart. But really, the imagery that's used throughout this video is really geared to us diehards. I mean, we've got some some really cool things that that I just rewatched this video this morning just to remind myself of it, and and because um, I thought it would probably be my number ten, I just wanted to make sure, and um, it sort of confirmed that fact. I mean, when you see the the lyrics, the actual handwritten lyrics of Lost Patrol fly by i mean that just still gave gives me chills um we see lots of things like the uh like the memorial bench that that gwenda um put together for stewart and dunfermlin um i thought it was a great gesture to put that in in a video um we've got things like the compass artwork and the the areas from where stewart uh was at the time at the time he was putting big country together and some of the things that that really influenced the art design in, in the early albums. And it's just a really nostalgic, misty-eyed video. And, and to me, it, it made me like the song more. It actually made me like the song more when I saw it. Um, so uh, this is a good example to me of, uh, of a video that actually does a really great job in complimenting the song and in my case actually improving the song for me. I mean, I, I always knew it was about Stuart, so there was always that emotional attachment to the song but putting that together with the actual imagery really kicked it up a few notches for me so um, I also think it's interesting in this video how we don't even see the band until about three quarters of the way through the video and then they finally show the full band playing and I think that's that's a cool moment too and and that to me is like a good introduction to this new lineup and it's kind of holding off on it until about three quarters of the way through the video I thought was a was kind of a cool move and made it a, l a little more powerful when they actually did appear but um, the one thing that I will say about it versus in the broken promise land is that even though in a broken promise land references Stuart as well in the lyrics I think that video is much more much more belongs to the current lineup that was playing it where this one is much more tied into the past and um, but uh, I still think it's a really well done video, especially what what's again probably a budget type of video that they put together was it was done very nicely with nice shots, nice imagery, and um, a lot of thought behind it too. So there's still one scene in it though that I just don't understand, and I, maybe you have something you can add to this. It's like there's a hand and these fingers point to various parts of the hand, and I don't have any idea what the significance of that is. If there is any significance to it, it's like there are a couple of different shots where you'll see a hand. I'm assuming it's Mike Peters hand and you'll see his finger from his other hand come in and point to one of his fingers on his outstretched hand. And then it'll point to like one of the lines on the hand. So I don't know what that's all about, but uh, no, anyway. no idea. OK, well, I thought you might. Uh, never put that much thought into this video. And it, what, I think the weakness of this video is actually when the band comes in. Not because I don't want them to come in, but because I, I actually think the footage is a bit weak. It's mm. They're standing in this really strange 
closet type room. I can see that actually, yeah. And uh, it's uh, it's it's kind of underwhelming. I expect them to. It's not kind of the song where you burst out with your legs wide and your hand high. It's not that kind of song, but it's there is something underwhelming about the way they come in, and I I, I can't quite put my finger on it beyond the gut thing again. That it's uh, it's uh, I, I don't know. I, I only that that's how it struck me. I would agree and with the, that actually. Yeah. Yeah. So um, uh, the song the the video is great. I think the song is bland. Does the video enhance my opinion of the song? Yes. Does it enhance it enough? No. So this is definitely a case where, you know, maybe I would have been kinder about the total experience if I felt stronger about the song. So this is again goes back to how do we evaluate these videos? It's um, it's not something that lights me on fire. I'm never gonna be a big fan of Hurt. I think I will always. Smile about certain aspects of the video and be underwhelmed about the band thing. Mm. So again, um, there's as as videos goes, there, there's definitely more going for her than in a Broken Promise Land on on some levels. On other levels, in a Broken Promise Land has much more of a band. This is a band. It feels also more like Big Country. This is a comfortable sit in the list of Big Country videos, whereas Hurt is more like a nice tribute. It's uh, it's hard to say, but I, I can't really complain about the video itself. It's more the total package. It's it's not top ten material for me. Nine. Nine. And my number nine is again one of the newer videos. It's Perfect World. Huh. And that was a video I didn't really expect to pick until I sat down and watched them all again. And there was a way that this video struck me where I like how it starts. And I should preface this by saying Perfect World is a song I enjoy, but it's not my favorite on uh, Driving to Damascus. But it's it's a fair song. And this is one where I don't mind the song and the video complements it nicely and it becomes a good whole. So it starts up with a speed, something that matches the tempo of the song. And you see Stuart singing set to a moving background, which I like. And um, it's a very interesting location. I actually tried to find out where it was. And I found that this is the Royal Holloway University in Egham, London. And this video was made during a break in a big country convention on September 18th, 99. And I actually had to go and uh, take a break from the convention to go shoot and, uh, and then return to the convention. So that hmm. must have been an interesting, right, interesting. Uh, situation. Uh, and uh, yeah, I, I, I just, there's something about it I like. I like how Tony shows up for the backing vocals. So you see Stuart there, and then suddenly, boom, Tony. <laughs> it just, And I, I just have to say, Tony looks so cool in this video. <laughs> he really, he, he's he's never looked more badass. I I love how Tony looks in this video. <laughs> keep, keep going with that one, Tony. So uh, a lot of the video is actually Stuart and Tony hanging around. And, uh, and there's this mysterious girl. I'm not sure who that is. And there's a lot of really gorgeous camera angles in this video. There is one where Stuart is standing on some sort of stairwell in front of a fountain and there's there's this edge on the fountain where it creates a waterfall and on top of that in the fountain is tony 
standing there just <laughs> looking in. And in a far background, you have, again, this mysterious girl walking by. So there's uh, like the three layers. And there's a lot of footage like that. You have Stuart walking by this really striking building. And if you look back there in one of the nooks and crannies of the building, there's Tony. So there's <laughs> just these little things. And it, it became a fun video to watch and a fun video to really rediscover because I watched it maybe once or twice and left it and never picked it up. And uh, so, so this emerged, you know, with uh, greater success than some of the others. Uh, and it takes a while for the band playing footage to show up. And that is not bad at all, which is, uh, I guess, because it was recorded at the aforementioned convention. So it's actually live footage. It's not the band pretending to be live in front of no one. And uh, Bruce and Mark also show up in some hanging out footage eventually, but there's a lot of Stuart and footage in the video. So just to sum it up, it's not a super classic, but it's definitely likable. And I think it's got a lot of striking photography in it. So that makes it not as bad as some of the others. <laughs> That's good. Yeah, it's funny. This this was a contender for, for my uh, top maybe actually for maybe my number 10 or number nine and I, I was looking at some last night because i just couldn't figure out what was gonna what was left to fill out my list and i had kind of a, what i thought was a strong top seven top eight and so i was looking at a bunch of different ones that i hadn't seen in a long time to, to think and i thought about this one but in the end i couldn't put it on there for a couple of reasons i think it's a i think it's a competent video and it's obviously it was something done quickly and just to capture the song but and and you're right. There are some cool shots, and I like the uh, the color treatment of it. It's kind of like a black and white, but it's almost like a bluish hue uh, on the on the video, and that I think works. Um, I definitely agree with what you say about Tony. I think it's very cool how he comes in and in his various close-ups. And there are a couple shots where he's just like he's not even singing on the song, but it's a close-up of him, and he's he's just kind of smiling and shaking his head to the music. Yeah, he's like nodding yeah. along, like yeah, this is cool. Yeah. And and Perfect World actually is one of my favorite tracks on Driving to Damascus. I think that's one of the few songs on the album that really kind of is a little bit more close to the older big country sound, I guess. But mm -hmm. that's for another podcast. But um, So I like the song a lot to begin with. But um, nothing I dislike about the video at all. It just, it just doesn't really do much of anything for me. I think it, one negative mark that I would would have toward it is it's one of those videos where – I don't know. I get the feeling that Stewart is just not comfortable being in front of the camera in this one. I mean, he's looking right in, into the camera. He's delivering his lines, but there's just something. It struck me last night when I was watching, and there's just kind of something awkward about his appearance and his um, demeanor to me. It just that just kind of I found a little off-putting, like like he was feeling self-conscious or, or wasn't really into it. I, I could be misreading that, but that's just how it hit me. Um, and it was specifically in like the really close-up shots of him where he's directly trying to maintain this direct eye contact with the camera. Um, one thing that made me laugh about the video was that it it, um, it reminded me of that Heart of the World performance on one of those TV shows that I think we talked about where Stuart comes running. He, he like runs yeah. down this this uh, this underground type of place and meets up with the band and that's kind of how this video started or starts is with Stuart running across some field and he's really he's really sprinting and um it just kind of reminded me of that that cheesy heart of the world performance i thought that was kind of funny but uh yeah i don't have a whole lot to say about this video i think it's um it's competent but it does really nothing for me beyond 
looking at it and thinking, oh, that's that's interesting. It doesn't really change the way I feel about the song or isn't really doesn't really affect it at all. I think really the best positive thing I can say about it is what you said, that Tony is makes a, a pretty strong appearance in the video for whatever reason. I'm glad he did. And um, I love his shots of uh, – I have to chuckle when the, with those close-up shots of him kind of nodding along to the music. And, uh, yeah, he, mm-hmm. do, he does look cool in it. Cool. So, okay, so my number nine is – again, I was I was scrounging around to see what was going to be my number nine. And um, I'm glad I chose this one because I, I watched it again uh, today, actually, and it, it uh, reminded me it's one that I hadn't seen very often, and that is You Dreamer. <laughs> Um, the You Dreamer video from the Why the Long Face era, obviously. And this video I find very cool. It's it's um it's got a it's a real nice sense of nostalgia to it, but it's a very melancholy feel, and it fits the the melancholy nature of the song to me. And um, the video uses a lot of clips from what I've come to find are uh, a lot of Bruce Watson's personal shots and footage that he captured of the band at various periods over the years and there's there's predominantly a lot of stuff from the buffalo skinners tour in this video a a lot of stuff that he shot specifically when the buffalo skinners tour was going through america there are a lot of uh scenes of different areas in america like las vegas and and different places like that where they're going through and shots of the tour bus and things of that the band was kind of interacting and having fun with each other uh at different times but there are also some cool shots from earlier in the band's history there's some shots there's this one great shot of tony on stage in front of just it looks like a sea of people and he's got the headband on so i i, I have to think this was relatively early in the career in the band's career maybe like yeah 85 no 86 i would i would guess even earlier he looks like amazed at how many people showed up yeah he, he does so you know what, cl- what clip i'm talking about or what shot i'm talking about yeah, and it, and it's just a very brief shot, and he's got this big smile on his face, and it looks like he's almost coming off of off stage, and it's just a really cool shot. And then when you juxtapose that with the band kind of on a smaller scale, moving their way through America and playing smaller places, and it just gives you a nice overview, I think of well, maybe nice is the wrong word, but it gives you a kind of a poignant overview of of what the band had been through up to that time, and and that was even you know what. Uh, Gosh, 15 years ago now, so or more than that. <laughs> yeah, that's almost 20 years ago. So they've been through a lot more since then, obviously. But uh, that was only about, um, you know, 12 years on into their into their career, and it, they already seemed like they had been through so much. And I don't think I saw that video when it was released. I think um, it was probably years later until I until I finally saw that video. But I, I certainly hadn't watched it that much over the years. So I was glad to kind of rediscover that and. Uh, just some, there's just something about that music and the overall sort of depressing nature of the lyrics combined with a lot of the footage which and the footage is you you would think maybe offhand that it doesn't sit well with the the feel of the song because some some of the shots in the footage are the band having fun and goofing around and making funny faces and doing funny things together and you think well that really has nothing to do with it sad lyrics of you dreamer and and you'd be right to think that but yet there's still something about that juxtaposition that works for me and it kind of makes it even more 
melancholy, especially considering everything that happened after that and with Stewart and everything and thinking of all the things that they've been through. And there's a, there's a cool shot too that I like that, um, in the, how can someone find me if no one knows I'm lost line? They get a brief shot of the bus with, with the, uh, marquee at the top of the bus saying we're lost. And I thought that was a funny little, little thing that they added. <laughs> um, so I really like that video. It must have taken some time to put together and, uh, because they had to collate all that old footage and figure out what they wanted to use. And there's kind of a grainy quality of the current band at the time playing the song. And I really like, like the video. It, it, it's, uh, it's kind of like a very bittersweet type of feeling of nostalgia that I get when I watch that video. So I enjoyed it. So it, it made my list at number nine. Cool. And this didn't make my list, but it was among the group of videos that I had in my 12 so the top the bottom four spots on my list and this didn't make it uh this is one of those that didn't make the list but it was right up there i think primarily the reason it didn't make it is that there is such a frantic editing to this video it moves so quick between clips at times that it just ends up being so busy that what could have been just leaning back and enjoying the footage is almost borderline ruined. And I guess I'm showing my age. It's, it's kind of like <laughs> it's made for the young MTV generation with rapid fire editing all over the place. It's like mm. more frequent than one second between edits for large periods of the video. Uh, and that that's a bit too quick for me. So that made it definitely slip down. But the video itself, uh, it's... It's more a collection of clips, really. You have the performance, you have the band goofing around, scenery and cityscapes. It works fine. I had no problem with that. I actually like it. And uh, in some ways, I wish they could have used this as a concept for the I'm Not Ashamed video instead of what they used for I'm Not Ashamed. I think showing the band goofing around, having yeah. fun, maybe some from ages past, that would totally fit the I'm Not Ashamed theme, which uh, I'm not a big fan of I'm Not Ashamed. I did not make my list. Uh, I think uh, I think the band had spoiler great Spoiler alert. <laughs> I don't think it's a spoiler to say it's not there. <laughs> That's. Uh, I think the band had lots of fun dressing up for that goofy 70s shots, but it's kind of it, it really doesn't work. But this would have worked for that. I, I wish they had used it for that instead. But uh, well, They did, they did uh, use a few old clips in I'm Not Ashamed, a couple little things, but yeah, I think it would have it would have probably work more thematically with it, lyrically with that song yeah i would agree with that yeah a bit, a bit more all in on that front would it would have helped see, uh, see I, I like it the clips from the record store signings and about to go on stage clips goofing in a radio interview settings i, I think that's great but uh, again the rapid fire editing doesn't help which is something that also I, I wouldn't say rapid fire on i'm not ashamed but that had a bit of a strange confusing filming the camera being a bit all over the place it's like you put a camera on a bee and it buzzes around with no direction and films so there's there's a bit of element of that to it i wouldn't be surprised if they were directed by the same guy i don't know who directed either video but there is a kind of a similar feel to both yes. videos exactly there there's uh there's a lot of similar and that, stuff and that, there. that rapid fire editing didn't really bother me much on this for some reason and i'm usually sensitive to that as well but for some reason it worked for me just getting like um I think rapid fire editing can be can definitely be problematic, but if you pick the right images that stay with you, it works better. And I think they did a good job picking those images, at least for me, like like that image of Tony smiling. I mean, it was quick, but for some reason, I, I can still see it right now in my head, and it was such a powerful 
image. So I kind of like the quick flashing of all that stuff. Yeah, but that is not the best example since they had at least three good seconds of that, which is why I picked it up, you see. Mm. <laughs> that's okay. Why, that's why I remember it. No, but um, so I, I'm not going to like say it ruins the video. It clearly was a top contender for me. It just didn't quite make my top 10, but it's a it's a video I like. It's definitely my pick from the Wide Long Face album as far as videos go. And uh, you can't deny that it's fun to watch Bruce posing with nothing but a ballerina skirt and fluffy armor. So, <laughs> yeah, there's so, some great shots. So, yeah, it's, it's got that going for it, too. There's also a great a great shot of uh, Mark boxing with, with someone. I'm not sure who it is because it's edited so quickly. I couldn't make out oh, who yeah. it was. But, uh, yeah, there's a shot of Mark boxing with someone. Uh, it might be Stuart, but I'm not sure who it was, but that cracked me up. Nice. Yeah, I'm glad you picked that one. It's definitely amongst the better ones. Eight. Eight. Number eight. And my number eight is, again, uh, I guess you can't say it's part of the newer videos, even though it's uh, 21, 21 years ago, mm. which which puts it in uh, the Buffalo Skinner's camp. And this is Alone. Mm. The sky was gray and purple, at least it wasn't blue. I want the sky to be the way. Alone is... Uh, it's a video where it's kind of close to the last couple. It's not like we have entered where there's huge leaps on the list, but I would place it at eight. And there's something about the, the imagery. This is definitely one where the video fits the song. There's something about Stuart walking on the beach all by himself and it's bleak. It's a black and white beach. Lots of pesky seagulls. I really hate seagulls, <laughs> but the, it's just a harsher visual style. And, uh, and it thinks about being alone. And then the black and white footage always sent a certain message that this big country is bleaker, it's real, it's straight on, and it's in your face, much like the album. And uh, it kicks into the performance footage, which of course is very colorful, very nice. And I just have to say, Stuart looks really lean in, in, uh, in, in this video. It's like he's in excellent shape. He was in great like, shape back then. Fantastic shape, and just just this short hair. I think the No Place Like Home era and those videos, he had a lot of uh, like hair gel, it's just standing up hair gel, and now it's all short, it's like trim. Uh, he has this short sleeve stuff, so he's actually strutting his stuff. It's a, uh, it's like our friend Paul Stanley says, if you got it, flaunt it. <laughs> and I, I, th I think he is flaunting it, and he should. He looks really good uh, in this video and in this era in general. So. Uh, the overall performance also comes across much like the album. It's very energetic by the entire band and on fire. And I'm glad it's not all black and white, uh, which, uh, like the perfect world, is total black and white. I, I guess they could have varied there also with the performance shots and the, the other shots. So here we have them just really energetic. And we talked about the poor lip-syncing in the 80s. And at this one, they really are performing well for the cameras. They really are putting on a show. It looks cool. They're striking their poses right. They're doing it. So they're a bit older at this stage, and it really comes across. So I'm, I'm happy with just with how the package of this video works and, and a kick-ass song. So that was a great one to come back with. And, of course, I didn't see it until much later. So <laughs> that's, uh, that's typical. And also, just of note, that on drums in this video, we'll see – Martin Chambers from The Pretenders filling in. He never recorded with the band. He never played live with the band, but he filled in the as-of-yet empty drum slot. 
Yeah, and that, that that's one of the main reasons why it doesn't make my list because I, I just can't get past that. Uh, it's great that he filled in and they, they got a drummer to fill in. I know he had a connection with Tony, but there's just something about seeing Martin Chambers behind the drums with Big Country that I just it just doesn't sit right. It's weird. It's like an alternate universe. And of course, you know, you you would say the same thing for Chris Bell or any of these other guys, but they actually played with the band and recorded with the band to some degree. But there's something about that that I was just like, oh, I wish Mark was back in the band. And of course, he he came back shortly after that. Thank God. But um, yeah, I I think um, I would disagree with you a little bit on this video. I think there are a lot of good things about it. It's very professionally done. It it looks great. The the juxtaposition of color and black and white is very cool. The um the performance stuff is lit really cool. I like the lights that that they use and it's kind of a you know they're not going overboard. It's kind of an orange hue to it. Um, I would personally like to have seen a little bit more of that desolate type of stuff going on with Stuart walking across the beach or maybe a little bit more imagery of along those lines. To me, the the performance aspect of it is a little bit overdone and. I, I kind of got that feeling in, in different videos that the band has done over the years. It's like either, either Stewart holds back and he seems too shy or he just goes a little bit too overboard to the point where it looks awkward to me. And that's kind of how I look at it in, in this video. I mean, it's almost like he's trying too hard to, to lip sync and he's kind of singing it or lip syncing it in a, in such a forceful way that it almost doesn't gel with what I'm hearing, if that makes sense. Um, he also does his his patented dance type of thing where he throws his arms up in the air and, and that kind of thing. And it's endearing. I, I love remembering Stuart doing that kind of thing. But it also looks kind of goofy to me in a video, and it always did even back then. Um, so I, th- that's my only real criticism of the video is that, well, number one, there's Martin Chambers who just like strikes me as Gollum behind the drums. I don't know why. But um, – he looks like a troll back there pounding on the drums. I, he, he's barely visible. <laughs> I don't know. I, mean, I, I if, if you if, if you have to pick at that, then then it's just it, it's got to be just the fact that he's there rather than you see him so much. Yeah, he, he's he's just so different looking to to what I would imagine the drummer of Big Country looking like. Obviously, he's a different person, but he's just this small, stocky guy with the weird hair. And I, I don't know. I just I I can't deal with that. Um, so, but other than that, I think the band is like trying a little too hard in the performance element of this. So that that's just how it's always hit me. Um, it's still good, it's fine, but it just it didn't make it didn't make my list for those uh, basically for those re- reasons. But um, I do like the uh, I do like the cool early elements of the video with uh, it, it fits perfectly with him walking along the beach and the dreaded seagulls flying around and doing all that stuff but uh so uh, maybe he should have been attacked by the seagulls and then that would have been awesome been yeah that would have been awesome if martin chambers had been attacked by the seagulls like <laughs> what a great way to blend the two scenes like suddenly it becomes black and white again and a horde of seagulls flies in and just consumes martin chambers <laughs> so you actually want more martin chambers in the video now <laughs> if you want them to go from barely visible to being a featured victim in the seagull attack well if he's if he is consumed by seagulls it would be worth it <laughs> and by, and I, by the way, I like the Pretenders quite a bit, and I, I have nothing against Martin Chambers, but just the just, you could have fooled me. I know, but just visually, <laughs> it, it just I don't know, it just didn't work for me. And, and also because I knew that he wasn't ever going to be in the band, and I can't remember when I first saw this video, and I I know that I knew Martin Chambers was in it before I saw it because I don't remember it being any sort of shock that 
Martin no, we Chambers talked about it, it back in the day quite a bit. Yeah, I thought so because I know yeah. I know we were really wondering, you know, what's Mark going to do? Is he going to come back? Is Simon Phillips going to tour with them or that kind of thing? And um, so I, it wasn't like I wasn't expecting something like that, but. I don't know. I just just knowing that he wasn't really a member of the band. I'd... Oh my God, that's funny, Martin yeah. Chambers. This is going to be your new pet peeve, <laughs> and, and and he's and he's not really in the video. I think Damn he just resented him Chambers. being there. I think it's the knowledge of him being there. I that, can see that... him. I can see him in my head right now. So he must have been in there enough to make some sort of impression. <laughs> oh my God, you're cracking me up. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so that, that's our. Uh, oh, it's my turn for number eight. Okay. Um, yeah. My number eight is, is I guess, also one of the newer era, if you can call it new. It's a little bit newer than the one we just talked about, but it's still many years ago. Have we been in the 80s yet? We I don't think – We have not been in the 80s yet, but don't worry. We're going to get there soon, and we're going to stay there, at least, no, we're not. At least for me. Um, so number eight for me is Fragile Thing. Watching this video again recently really just made me – because it was it was a song that I always liked and enjoyed off Driving to Damascus, and I could really appreciate the craftsmanship that went into the song because it's a really well-written song in, in every respect. Great lyrics, good music, um, but for some reason the song never just like blew me away the way it seemed to do for other people. I mean I can I can recognize it for what it is, which is a great song. But when I saw the video, I really mo- did move a little bit more toward thinking, wow, you know, this song really is great. And it resonated a little bit with me more than it had in the past. And I had seen the video before, don't get me wrong, but I hadn't seen it in many years. Um, this is, again, it's uh, this is kind of a theme in my list of this kind of poignant, nostalgic, bittersweet type of feelings that I get from some of these videos. and. And maybe they weren't meant to convey that at the time they were made, and maybe a lot of it is just looking at them now through the perspective of what we know and what's art, what's happened with the band and that kind of thing. But um, yeah, th- this this video hits pretty hard, especially when you think about kind of what Stewart went through toward the end of his life, and you know that he was drifting from hotel room to hotel room, and people were looking for him, and turned out at one point that he had been in Nashville in a hotel. Um, relatively close to where he where he was living and people couldn't find him so when we see these shots of him literally in this rundown cheap hotel room in nashville it's kind of tough to take and it's tough to look at um in some respects because you know what happened in reality and but on the other hand i mean that makes the video even more impactful and it makes the song even more emotionally impactful so that's kind of you that the song already has that really heaviness going for that's really hard for me to turn away from and and it gives it that really deep meaning to it um but putting aside all that stuff from reality of what what happened with Stuart, i still just think it's a really great um great visual to go along with that song because it's it, it the visuals convey a certain sense of emotion um in them but it doesn't really tell a story necessarily that would explain or or mimic or go along exactly with the lyrics that you're hearing in the song it's it just has a good vibe to it that really matches the vibe of the of the music and the lyrics Mm. um one thing that stands out in the song is that we've got an appearance from stewart's wife at the time melanie shelley who plays the waitress uh 
in the beginning of the of the video, and there are a few shots of her in there. So people are either she, gonna, it, yeah. And she's actually given quite a bit of camera time too. I mean, she has some she is. 10 to 15 seconds total. Yeah, there is one. Which is quite a bit dwelling on her. So if you wonder how she looks like, you definitely get to see that here. Yeah, definitely. And there's like a long lingering shot of her staring into the camera at one point as the camera's kind of panning by. Yeah. So uh, clearly, yeah, Stuart passed along a, a favor to her <laughs> let her be in that video and play the role so that was that's that was of note of and of interest um but uh, i think th the best things are I, I don't know if i would call Stuart an actor in this video even though it's it's definitely more than just a performance piece obviously i mean he seems to be playing the role of someone who is having similar issues to what's happening in the songs i mean he's sitting in his bed in the hotel singing to himself he's he's clearly making these um, expressions these pained expressions that that really don't look like he's acting unfortunately in, in some respects too and um you know i know that he was probably going through a lot of these difficulties at the time so maybe he was pulling on that to some degree because he really that the the emotion i think really comes through as as very real in this from mm -hmm. stewart um and then we get the band moments, too, which I think are really, really cool. I mean, we've got the band driving through Nashville. And the interesting thing about this video shoot, I, I could be wrong about this. I don't know this for sure, but I know they didn't come to Nashville that often. Um, so it's possible that they came before they did that show at the Sutler that I saw and actually videotaped. But I think they might have shot this video around that same time because that it, it was rare that they had the entire band down in Nashville at the same time, and uh, yeah, I know we've heard since that Tony was not a big fan of the area, and he didn't go there much. And it's it's kind of cool to see Tony actually driving a car through through Nashville and through the countryside, and it gives a real nice view of the country, the backwoods country area of Nashville. And they go into this old church that uh, is kind of reminiscent of the the church on the front of the album cover, uh, maybe from the inside. It might even be the same one. I'm not sure. Um, and you've got these various shots of the band kind of fading in and out of, of the camera, and Stuart is the only one that's really remaining there, and some weird preacher who's saying something, and just these weird little abstract things that pop up. Uh, it just really works for me. And, of course, we've got Eddie Reader in it, too. Now, she might be the only thing that I would say detracts a little from this video, and it's not her voice. It's just kind of her standing there in this belly belly shirt and kind of, dancing like a <laughs> I don't know what she's doing but her her arm is up in the air and she's kind of undulating back and forth and I, I guess that's her thing and how she was getting into the music but for some reason that didn't just jibe to me with the uh, with the feeling of the lyrics and the music and it, it almost kind of seemed out of place it is out of place I mean she does a great job in the song but the scenes that her in the video do not work I, I fully yeah. agree with you yeah. they are very clearly shot somewhere else and tacked on and that whole tack on feeling never leaves. Yeah. But but that could have worked as you know, they're not really supposed to be in the same location. I think the real problem with those images is that Stewart's images are so pensive. Yes. He's deep in thought. There's something going on there. And Eddie Reader stands somewhere doing stretching exercises, her arms <laughs> high in the air, <laughs> right. her arms entwined into each other, and she stretches backward. It is weird. It it's is. not a sexy pose. 
it doesn't strike me as someone who is missing someone or going through anything serious. It just becomes awkward posing for posing's sake. Yes. And someone should have really have told her to do something else. And I think the scenes that work with her is where she sits down on a beach looking out. Mm. That is more in sort of the same vein as the Stuart footage. Yeah. And uh, she sits there with sunglasses and uh, I wouldn't I, be I, think, I wouldn't be surprised if she never even saw any of that other footage. Now that you mention it, I wouldn't be surprised if she just filmed these parts and they never really gave her a, a perspective. Like, okay, the other part of Stewart, he's going to be doing this, he's going to be doing that. I'm fairly certain, but uh, somehow the director should know, or the the persons filming this should, should oh, yeah. have an idea. Exactly, so, they should have, they should uh, have told so, her. Yeah, and also I think um, it looks like she's freezing. So that's my second thing. She sits there with sunglasses, and it looks like she's dressed for a warm summer day. But I, I don't think we're particularly fooled. So she just looks uncomfortable, not in a good way. You know, it, it's a it's a bad tack on. Yeah. So sadly, because uh, on the song she does a great job. Her voice I'm is bad. beautiful. Her voice is beautiful. It matches uh, it matches perfectly what the song is after. One could question if Eddie Reader was the star power that Ian Grant was looking for. I, I remember distinctly he was looking for someone to sing a duet with that would gain them some attention. And uh, this might be an English thing. None of us are based in England. I think she's bigger there. In our markets... I don't know. You know, I had never heard of her before she appeared in, yeah. in, in this context. But I can't fault her performance. It's, no. it's beautiful. I agree. I agree. Yeah. So that I mean, that pretty much sums it all up. I think it's a it's a great video, the best video for the driving to Damascus era. And yeah, um, I, I clearly agree. And I uh, this is our first overlap. Yeah. I have it, I have it higher on the list than you. This is my number four. Okay. So so I think uh, I think very highly of this video. I think it's. Uh, it's 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 gorgeous on uh, on so many levels, and not to repeat the things you have said, but um, again, I, we talked about this before when we talked about album covers. But it just it's it's started to become a thing where when the video starts and the car drives up to the Drake Motel in Nashville and Stewart is sitting in the diner across, and we see Stewart residing at the Drake Motel. And I mentioned in the past in the covers episode how badly this hotel is ranked in the TripAdvisor site. That's right, that's right. At the time, it was ranked 119 out of 147 hotels in <laughs> Nashville, with some appalling reviews. Since then, it's actually gone downhill. I checked it again last week. It is now number 141 out of 151 hotels in Nashville. And some of the reviews from the last few weeks from just right this moment, we're recording this in early May. It's a terrifying read They're about people being mugged in the hotel rooms, Ugh. people being beaten up in the parking lot and rooms being dirty or unkept and beds filled with bed bugs. And I, I always thought in my mind, it would be cool to make the trip one day to this cafe and to this motel where this video was shot and feeling almost nostalgic about it. But now I'm thinking if I go there, I would have to worry about other things getting shot. So, <laughs> right. so, so, so I don't think so. One review said this is the hotel where, with the police car standing in the parking lot. There's always something <laughs> going on. So, so that's horrible. And thinking of the shot of Stuart lying in bed, you know, I hope yeah. he didn't get bed bugs. But... Apparently, you get that that place. So that's the Drake Motel. That's That will go down in big country lore, I'm sure. Uh, uh, but, uh, yeah, we talked about um, the images of the band driving in the car. What I like about that, nobody is saying anything. Mm -hmm. They're driving in silence. Everybody's just looking around. It's 
so pensive. It is. It's so thoughtful. It feels like something is going on. It's the same pensive mood. That is great. I think what a moment. And in retrospect, what? it perfectly captures the band at the time and what they were oh. going through. Oh, my God, doesn't it? And it just the, – the meaning is added on you know, after Stuart's passing, and you, you you can read all kinds of things into it, and especially the last part of the video and the significance of the church. And I kind of like it when a video can use symbolism from the cover art, and there is a red line in the themes, and we definitely get some of that here. And it looks like the same church to me. I, I can't say how common that type of building is for the area and how many of them there are, but it looks the same. And the significance of the preacher, you know, you can read, all kinds of stuff into it. I'm, I'm not going to do that, but it's one of those videos that makes me think without fail. It it beautifully underpins what I regard as a wonderful, wonderful song. It's definitely my favorite song on that album. Uh, it's the one song where I feel they actually picked the right song and they made the perfect video. And then you have the fucking false fiasco coming there. And oh. the legs. It's, uh, it almost pisses me off. It, it, I truly believe that was a chance. I do too. They, they were on the verge. And so that's also another bittersweet thing about this. There's a kind of a bittersweet song, bittersweet video, yeah. and bittersweet things happening around that release. So yeah, for me, this is definitely a highlight. And uh, it's definitely number four. So the top four on my list are my sort of my true greats as far as it. So, and, uh, and this is definitely among them. Yeah, and th this is the first video on my list that I really feel strongly about being there. You know, this mm -hmm. is the first one that I really can get behind and think that this is a great video. And it, yeah, it's a shame that it didn't have a bigger effect. It really is because it, it was worth it and uh, it was certainly worthy, I mean, song-wise and video-wise. So yeah, what can you do? No doubt. All you can do is move on to number seven. 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 Number seven. That is the first one where I go into the 80s, and most of the rest is in the 80s, if not everything. But number seven for me is Where the Rose is Sown. Mm. And that is a very strong, again, performance video. We go back to what I said back in the day what I looked for in a video of my favorite band would be the imagery of the band which is always very strong and I think this is uh, definitely the wider shots when you see all the band there firing away I, I kind of go yeah that's it that's the band that's that's the band from the time when they were really on fire and uh, and uh, you know on some level this should be a strong video it should be higher on the list than it is but there, what prevents it from being higher? What It fails a little bit because it looks exactly like what it is. It looks like a huge stage in a large, mostly empty building, a kind of a hangar. It doesn't have that authentic stage feel to it. It looks like they dressed up a stage in an empty building and they played on it. So what pulls it up is definitely the song they are playing, which is one of their all-time best. I think Where the Roast is Sown is, is definitely one of my all-time favorites of the band. It's energetic. It's a great song to play along to, to lip-sync to, and keep a reasonably energy to. And so the fact that this is one of the best songs ever makes me perhaps feel kinder to the video than if it had been a different track with the same video. But I think this has, of all their videos... The, the footage that you see the band on stage in the prime 
and they they're going through a lot of the stage moves. I wouldn't say that they're dancing on stage, but they have that kind of almost choreographed feel, the thing they did where they did some cool moves and they look at each other. And that is very important when you see the band, just that side glance and the smile and the band chemistry. And it does come across, but it's clear it's not a live situation. So I go a bit back and forth on it, but in the end, I landed it on seven. Very cool. It's on my list too. It's uh, not that far from you. It's for me. It's number five. Okay. So, um, so obviously when I get there, I won't talk about it much. But um, yeah, it, it's. Uh, I, there's kind of two schools of thought with this video. Number one, I think the lyrics would have made for an incredible story-driven video, kind of similar to some other ones that they did for this album. Um, and, I, and I kind of wish they had been able to do that. And it, maybe even you know something leading in to come back to me, it would have been really great. You know. Kate, mm-hmm. Kate Bush territory when she's doing like almost her entire album of, of videos that intertwine. But again, we got to talk about reality here. They were a very busy band. They did some very involved videos already for this album. So they probably didn't have a lot of time to do something. And, uh, and maybe they just wanted to do a performance video. Uh, and I really think it works great as a performance video. It's um, as you said, it really shows the band on all cylinders firing, even though they're, they're lip syncing, you, you just get a sense of the power of the band. And I remember seeing it. I don't remember exactly when it was, but it was a long time ago, obviously, when I saw this for, for the first time. And um, this was one of the first songs that really got me into the band, as as you listeners of the very first couple episodes of the podcast might the recall. The boring two episodes. Yeah, they're, they're amazing ones. But um, the glory years, the, the Camelot years of the podcast – Camelot episodes, but um, no. So this has always been one of my favorite songs of all time too for Big Country, and uh, I just love the way that they're just killing it in this performance. And one of my favorite moments is when they recreate something that they used to do live every time they played this song, and and that is kind of as they go into the outro of the song, they just start to run back and forth across the stage, and um, it's just kind of like they're just running back and forth in wild abandon, and Stewart runs to one side, Bruce runs to the other, Tony's kind of moving around, but more like in the middle, and they inter- intersect with each other, their paths intersect, and it's just great, it's it's a very um, uplifting, even though the song obviously lyrically isn't necessarily uplifting, but there's something uplifting and emotional and just powerful about about uh, how they portray that, that song in the video, and how they perform it, so um, yeah, definitely a great performance video, and a think a really good example of of uh how performance videos can be very powerful and and videos don't necessarily have to rely on some sort of great intricate storyboard to be effective so yeah number number seven or number five for me number seven for you but uh my number seven is also my first dip into the 80s but it's way way back into the 80s in fact it's the first video the band ever did it's harvest home This is such a goofy ass video. I mean, there there are so many things about this video that are just so funny and not necessarily intentionally funny. And maybe it's a, a cultural thing. I think we'll, we'll get into that a little bit if one of us talks about the in a big country video. But um, 
there's just so many images in this particular video that that just make me laugh, but it, but in a really endearing way. I mean, what what other rock band have you ever seen that has a video of them preparing like a picnic feast? <laughs> <You know? laughs> it's it's such a it's such a goofy video from the the way they're dressed with these kind of knee high pants and they've got the the harvest feast spread out before them and um, Stewart's in these sunglasses that do look kind of cool and then they're they're performing in this strange underground bunker or something i don't know what it is but they're having a great time down there jump jumping around and dancing around and this is when we really also get that first glimpse of stewart's just kind of bizarre dancing where he's just flinging his arms up in the air and i don't know there's just it's goofy believe me i i think it's goofy but there's something that is so endearing about it to me that i had to put it on on here i mean i just love it i love when stewart takes that giant leap off of one of the platforms in this underground place and yeah, his David Lee Roth moment. Yeah, it is, and and if you remember that, you know, this is shortly after the skids, and and there are there are a lot of pictures of him in the skids, and he did this in Big Big Country too, but I think he did it more in the skids where he's doing these great scissor kicks, and he used to do a lot of that stuff when he was in the band The Skids. So I can imagine that someone who was a huge Skids fan and was familiar with that, maybe they got a special kick out of that when they saw that in the video. I don't know. I mean, for me, it was always Big Country first, and I came to the Skids much later. But um, I know there are a lot of people out there who were who came to Big Country after being huge fans of the Skid, so they must have seen this with great interest. You know, Stewart fronting a band, and this is their first look at what Stewart was like fronting a band, and it was it was strange. I mean, it was it was strange, but in a way that you thought, wow, there's no band like this. I can certainly say that. And um, and another goofy moment is the end. I mean, where they've at the outro where where. Uh, they're playing the uh, the lead kind of stuff as the as the song is fading, but for some reason they recognize Tony who's playing this the, this bass part, and he's yeah. just going at it and he's dancing around and it's almost like he's leading a conga line or something as they as they dance through this underground refinery or whatever the hell it is I don't know, but um it, it's just kind of a goofy video but I don't know there's just something about it that seems so um, innocent to me and uh, and so honest and it just gives me a it's just a really sweet video i don't know how else to describe it other than that it's just a it makes me feel good when i see it it's it's obviously not my favorite version of that song but i do like that version of the song there's something cool about it the chris thomas produced version and um yeah it's and we can't leave mark out of the goofiness factor too because there's a there's a moment where he's like standing with his back against the wall and he's kind of doing this funny dance and it reminds me of young kids in high school or something when they're trying to they feel really insecure and they're trying to look cool and they're afraid to get out on the dance floor but they're kind of standing up against the wall and trying to move in some way that they think might look cool (laughs) that's kind of how mark brzecki always struck me there he's like he's not sure what to do but he's kind of moving the dancing was never the band's strong suit i mean let's face it but um they really show it in this one but uh and I'm not saying that many great things about the video, so it's like, why is it number seven for you? I don't know. I just really like the video. It makes me feel happy when I watch it, and um, it kind of uh, it just lends itself well to that sense of bigness and innocence and discovery that Big Country had. And it really, I think, it really set themselves apart from other 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 of their peers at the time to do a video like this. And you know, no, again, no band was 
showing this type of imagery. For most bands, it was like fire and brimstone at the time and burning cities and uh, apocalypse type of scenarios. And <laughs> yeah. What the heck were you watching? Yeah, well, that was, that was the Kiss stuff and the metal stuff that I was watching probably, but um, – yeah. You know, no, so. but but you you kind of hit it right on the head when you said this video is about innocence. It's about early days, and yeah. it's a it's a glimpse of how it was when the band was pure and tainted. Um, not that it became like unpure and tainted later, but you know what I mean. It, right. That's that it's they kind of bottled something in that video, which is the the right the the pure kind of like early early essence of what what it was like when they started, and this video was made for the single version of Harvest Home initially, which means the video must have been recorded before they went into the studio for the crossing. Mm. Yeah. So that makes it very early footage. And even though they slightly recut it to fit the album version later, it's the same footage. So it's kind of early days for Mark and Tony. I think they joined the rehearsed and they released that single very early on. So I don't know how early that made them or how long they'd been in a band even at the point but yes it's a cheesy video and uh, i'm sorry if i took over but this segues very nicely into my number six which no, is harvest okay. home six six I, I think it just segues for the band frolicking about the countryside it's very feel-good early days and i have no idea why they decided to start the video with those images of band members falling and that sets the tone right away. This is goofy. It, they don't take themselves too serious. That's really the key. If they were doing that dance at the end of the video in full earnestness, I think it would fall flat on their face. But I think it's very clear that they're goofing. And that makes it okay. If it's clear, if, if it's kind of like a piss take and they're just having fun, then you are more forgiven. You don't judge it as a serious attempt at dancing for our entertainment it's more like goofing and having fun and that's definitely how it comes across right so uh, at the beginning mark falls flat on his face and i don't think that was rehearsed uh, the fall is very sudden and you also see how both stewart and bruce turn and look back like oh what happened and then tony <laughs> falls as well right after so i just get the feeling they were having a laugh and i have that <laughs> laugh with them and i'm sure you do too yes. and that's that's really the endearing thing about this video and that's why we rank it seven and six uh, that we're able to have those laughs. and But as a video, especially alongside more cool and fashionable things on MTV, uh, you got to wonder, because I don't know. It's uh, I, I, I didn't discover them. Yeah, you can certainly see like some teenager who's not necessarily predisposed to liking that, looking at it and thinking, what the hell is this? Ugh. Exactly. What the hell is this? So I think I think it's just a matter of getting them the, the airplay. I wonder if it got the airplay. But... Uh, the idea of a band on a picnic. <laughs> they, they, they can't get away from that one that easily. We have to get into that. If you, if you look at them sitting there, that, it's all fine and dandy. But if you look at the stuff lying there, I'm not sure if I find the selection that appetizing. And they show close-ups of it too. They, they'll show they close-ups close of the loaves of bread. And, <clears throat> and the bread is probably the, the only processed thing <laughs> because most of it comes straight from nature. So you have apples and carrots. You have grain raw potatoes, <laughs> onions, tomatoes. I mean, if I had a kitchen, I would be very happy to have an assortment of ingredients similar to the picnic, but I wouldn't want to just munch those ingredients raw. <laughs> and uh, as we see, there's not a whole lot of eating going on in the video. I love eating so, raw potatoes. Yeah. They're, they're, Kicking they're, back, they're, listening to the podcast, eating raw potatoes. 
uh, it, it somehow fits the mood to uh, it goes along with your long tirades <laughs> the raw potato kind of counters it but but you see there's not a whole lot of eating i think tony grabs an apple but he doesn't eat it they throw it around between themselves i think and then they yeah. leave the picnic wisely that there was nothing there to eat and i think the imagery of them playing in the barn is great i always felt this was more their stage they come from that type of background and uh it's it it really gets into the too much silly at the end almost when they walk around the hallways of the, the barn I, I see it as a barn is that what it is uh, maybe that that certainly makes more sense to me it always had a more of a mechanical look to it but maybe it is a barn yeah i kind of see the the um, the sequence when Bruce is walking over, kind of discovering it, opening the door and waving the guys over and they yeah. go into that barn. So they're on the inside and playing and I guess there are some, some hallways and some, some silliness. I, I always took it as a barn and that fits the, the theme of the, the countryside, the farm, the picnic, the, the raw farm food yeah. that they try not to eat. So they're, they're walking around there and I think what, what cracks me up is the part where Stuart stands there with the big sunglasses, the far too big sunglasses, I might add. And, and that sheepish smile, doing that dance totally on its own, almost oblivious to the others. And then the other four just appear out of the corners and walk around in a silly fashion around Stuart. And you can kind of see Stuart. It's all he can do, but not to burst out laughing. <laughs> right. So that that is great. I, I love that. I don't know how the general video viewing audience care about those things. I think the fans love it. Yeah, I so, think so too. So, I think that's great. So uh, that's uh, yeah. I, I I think definitely silly, but it's uh, it's good silly. Okay, number six for me. We're gonna be back in the '80s now for good, at least on my list. And this is Wonderland. Um. Again, pretty much a performance video, although obviously they're not on a stage, but they're out in the wild, and we, we see a lot of that in those early big country videos, and even in, even up towards through um, In a Broken Promised Land, which Svine mentioned at the outset of the show. And I think, obviously, those types of that type of scenery works really well when the when the band is playing that kind of music that we really know them for that the big music and you can't get much bigger than Wonderland and um, from a from a sound perspective. One of the best songs the band ever did, just a classic song, and it's a good video to go with it. It's it's a, it's just got beautiful scenery. Um, again, we have a we have the band kind of setting themselves apart in a sense with what they're wearing too, because we we um, I don't think we we saw many like guitar driven bands who were out in the snow wearing sweaters. You know, and Stewart's got this this sweater on, which stuff like that always kind of drew me to them because it it was like, yeah, that's that's cool. They're not they're not having to dress up in these elaborate outfits. They would they would do that later a bit with the seer and that kind of thing. But um, at this time, they were kind of wearing whatever they wanted to wear, and and they look cool. I I liked even though you would think like a a, a sweater with a diamond pattern on it is is far from rock and roll. It works really well for me in this video with Stewart, and it, it just again endears him to me very much and the other guys look cool too i mean bruce has this really cool bomber jacket on and you know you mentioned tony looking cool in a perfect world video i think he looks really cool in this one too there's something he's got these sunglasses on and i don't know i think tony looks really cool in this video and as does mark um great shots great sunsets great big wide open spaces that perfectly match the feel of the song um 
it's not higher on my list, I guess, because even though the, the song would be way up there on my list, this certainly is is strong on my list. Obviously, it's number six. Um, but I guess I get a little bit bored from it at times, maybe at least in retrospect, because it is pretty much just those straight performance pieces. But um, there's nothing wrong with that, and it works great, and it was beautifully shot, and um, I just think it works it works perfectly with with the uh, lyrics of the song. It doesn't it, it creates a mood that really suits the song. It doesn't try to explain anything happening within the lyrics of the song. It just kind of gives you the same sense that you get when you listen to the song itself. Uh, just this giant, open, anything-is-possible type of feeling. And um, it's Big Country at their best musically, and I think it's Big Country at their best visually when they're trying to portray these giant, wide-open landscapes and all that entails, metaphorically speaking, too. So, great video. I love this period of the band. I love this video. Okay, I think we need to stop here. I think this is pretty much one episode's worth of material, but we'll pick up in the next episode and continue with our list. That will be episode 35, and that will be out as soon as Tom gets his hands out of his arse. (laughs) (laughs) Ah, nice. All right. Kicking back, listening to the podcast, eating raw potatoes.